Thanks so much for calling in, man. I appreciate the time. Yeah, man. How are you? Good, and yourself? Doing great, man. Well, you Thanks should. for having me. Of course, of course. And I've got to say, man, you, you really have knocked my socks off with this new album, uh, Pressure. I want to talk about that one and talk about the uh, tour coming up and uh, and, and talk a get your opinion on a couple other things but uh let's start with this album man i mean you you definitely produced an a diamond with this it's kind of like that dream come true like that little leaguer you know dreaming about playing in the world series in game seven and hitting that walk off home run and i feel like you did that you came out to la and, and came out with a, a gem of an album i don't think i've ever had an album or heard a band have an album come out and be simultaneously heavier and hookier at the same time yeah thank Thank you so much for saying that. <clears throat> that means a lot, uh, dude. I think we, uh, I think we all kind of feel that as well. The the five of us in the band, um, you know, we came into this record with a very clear vision on on what we wanted to do with it. Um, we didn't necessarily know what it was going to sound like uh, or what those specific songs were going to be, but dude, we just went in with True Folk in L.A. We spent a month out there and, and crafted these songs and tried to blend the best of what we feel like our band does best. And you know, we've been notoriously a heavy band for most of our career, or at least our, our past two albums. I still feel like this album really harbors the heaviness that our band has but we just added a bunch of new elements and tried some different things that were fun and exciting for us and it's been cool to see people just connect with that and for it to get the uh you know for getting as much attention as it has has just been so cool for us and we're, we're really really thankful for the album has done so far yeah man I, I really appreciate that Dude, I mean, you killed it. I mean, the moment I heard low, I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, we're taking it up a game for sure, like taking it up another step. But even as yeah. heavy as that tune is, it's still really hooky by the time you come in. And I'm, I'm sure you haven't thought about it yet, but do you ever stop and think like, man, I got to sing these songs and like hit all these high notes and like, you know, 10, 20 years from now, I'm going to still be having to hit all these notes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, at least for that song, I wasn't thinking that far ahead when <laughs> uh, when we did that song. But um, I'm I'm pretty confident in my abilities and have been able to find ways to to recreate what we did in the studio. So um, yeah, I mean, there was also a, a conscious effort as we got into this album to. Uh, to, to try to write some choruses that are not going to kill me live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you got to play guitar too and hit all the high notes. It's like a double duty for you. Yeah, man. Uh, we're we're on. Uh, we actually just started our headliner about a week ago, uh, and Low is like we're playing fifteen songs, and Low is number thirteen. Oh. So I'm already been singing for an entire hour before we get to that. So I'm just <laughs> like, oh, but. It's uh, it's all right. We've we figured out the we figured out the key. So have you guys ever thought about it? I thought it would be kind of funny if, if you guys ever flipped the script and like you sang like a verse and then like Britain sang all the chorus. Yeah, I mean we definitely might do that. I mean one thing that this this record is really uh, you know showcased in our band is that uh, Britain can sing, and that's something we've kind of been. Uh, he's had parts on other records for you know just a couple small parts, but. Uh, he stepped up on this record and was just like, dude, I want to do this. And I was like, all right, man. And I was like, show me, basically. And he came in the first day, and uh, I think the first song he tracked vocals on was a song called Grave uh, on the album. And uh, he literally knocked out all of his parts in like 20 minutes. And I was just sitting there like, what in the world just <laughs> happened? So, uh, yeah, man, he's, he's definitely taken over some more singing duties, and it's cool because he's got a different voice than I do. I've kind of got this, like, high, like just kind of like melodic voice i don't have a lot of grit in my voice or anything and he's got this like 
cool rock voice that I don't have. So it just adds like another dynamic to our band other than just screaming and singing. It's kind of just like this whole like third world that we have now. Yeah, I feel like he's got kind of a third gear now. Like he's got the clean singing and then he's got one that's got a little little gravel behind him and not necessarily like dirty, you know, not screaming either. Right. It's really cool to, to hear. And you had mentioned earlier too about uh, Drew Folk coming in and I imagine he kind of helped sweeten up the chorus and then at the same token he brought Mark Lewis in to feel like he brought out the heavies, kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah, so Mark Lewis, uh, he mixed the original version of Low um, that came out back in January, but uh, Drew Folk mixed the entire record. Drew was very uh, influential and important in helping our band grow in the right way and make something that is a more of a progression as opposed to a departure from what our band has been. Yeah, I know. I love it. it. It's it's great. Just like when you think a song is too heavy, then the next one is a little bit more hooky, and then it, it flips it back the other way. Script, you know, it's like it's never one thing. It it kind of keeps you on your toes listening to the entire album. Yeah, and I think that I mean you already said it, but I think the things that you know, if I were to sum up like Wage War to people, I would just say like we like big riffs and we like big hooks, and uh, you know we like parts that make your head bob, make you want to jump around. So. Um, yeah, I think the, the record was definitely written with like a, a kind of a live intention too. Like, there's a lot of parts that are very singable and kind of almost some like call response, sing back stuff. We got some stuff like that on prison. Um, we uh, we're so excited about it, man. I'm I'm really hyped that you're into it as well. Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely on the album of the year list. And speaking of of live music, and how many of these songs from Pressure are you going to be playing live? You said you're going to be playing low for sure. What what other ones are you going to work into the set? Uh, I think we're actually playing like the first seven songs on Pressure. <laughs> really? So, uh, yeah, like straight. I mean, we don't play them in order, but uh, we play Who I Am, Prison, uh, Grave, um, Hurt, uh, Ghost, uh, Me Against Myself, and Low. We play all of those. I think that was seven. Wow. I might have missed one. We're definitely, you know, giving the songs their shot at, um, you know, at, at the new stuff. And like I said, we've been out for about a week. Uh, and it's just been absolutely mind-blowing to see how these songs are going over and, uh, you know, being able to, feeling like a song that's, you know, a song that's been out for a month or two or a month and a half is, you know, just as loud as a song that's been out for four years. Like, it's just a, it's an amazing feeling that we're very, very, very thankful for. Yeah, man, I'm excited to see you guys. We got you in Southern California coming up at the Glass House on October the 25th. And uh, talk about the uh, friends you brought out for this one. Yeah, so we uh, we brought out, um, coming from the, from the top down, we brought out a band called Like Moss Flames, uh, a band I've been a very big fan of for, for quite a while. And uh, it just so worked out that they had the time and, uh, and we're, we're willing and able to do it. So um, we have them out with us. We have a band from Australia called Polaris. Um, just this incredible band um, that's up and coming. I think they've only been over here like twice. And when we talked about the tour, it was like, there is no ifs, ands, or buts. We're getting this band on the tour. And uh, once again, like everything just kind of worked out and, and they were able to come over. So they, they're so much fun to watch. And then uh, a band called Dayseeker, uh, who just put out a new album called Sleep Talk, uh, first day of the tour, actually. Uh, and just another awesome band, incredibly talented. And uh, my favorite thing about this tour is that everybody's kind of got their own thing. I'm a big fan of, of going to show 
shows where I don't feel like I see the same band four times. And I think that that's what we did on this tour. Everyone's kind of got their own little niche and their own uh, thing that they're great at. And it's just kind of from front to back, it's a four band show. And it's just kind of, it's all energy. It's all, you know, it's, it's dynamic. There's some slower stuff and bigger stuff. So, dude, we're just, we're so hyped. Are you getting to, now that it's your headlining tour, are you going to bring out any like production with you this time around or anything else? Yeah. Yeah, man. This is, uh, this is actually the first tour that we've, uh, we've ever been able to, to do that. So we've got, uh, we got a full light show. Um, we've got crew with us, which is awesome. You know, we've been we've been living in the van for about three or four years, and uh, we finally got to move up to a bus in this tour. So a lot of really cool firsts for us. But yeah, man, we we decided to really invest in our in our show this time and, and create an experience as opposed to just watching us play music for an hour. So yeah, man, we uh, we got the lights, we got the sound, all this stuff. So yeah, it's just it's exciting for all of us. This is our you know I, I was just saying it to the guys today. Like a lot of this stuff doesn't even feel real yet. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your big coming out party, your big moment. You got the album, then the tour, the headlining tour. Everyone gets to now know who Wage War is, man. I can't can't wait. We just had our biggest headlining show to date at House of Blues Chicago two nights ago, and it was just absolutely insane because we opened the tour at that venue three years prior, and to be there as the big dogs that night and to see just you know three levels of people just playing full was just like it was <laughs> just crying material for sure. <laughs> well, it's great to see hard work does pay off. It's good to, good to see it when it happens to good guys like yourself who have been hitting it hard and hard for a long time now and it's starting to pay off. I was curious though with it kind of being in October now and headlining show, do you guys ever uh, get dressed up on stage or thinking about doing anything like that for Halloween? Yeah, we, are think- we are thinking about it for this year. Uh, we've played Halloween shows like we're not Halloween shows but shows on Halloween probably two or three times since we've been really doing full-time touring and um, we've never dressed up but we feel like this year is the year that we need to do it but none of us can come up with something cool and creative because everybody that's in a band is always like the Power Rangers or the Ninja Turtles or like <laughs> something that five people can be. So if you have any ideas, please throw them out because we're uh, we're lost for it right now. Oh, man. So, okay, we, we need five guys. I mean, yeah, you could do the Power Rangers or you could even do something like a classic. You could do like the Skeletons and, and the Karate Kid. Remember yeah. that they all get dressed up? Yeah, that, hey, that's kind of a move, actually. I mean, we, we're trying to think. It also needs to be playable, like something that we right. can like, not, not die in an hour. Yet, <laughs> but uh, like, if we're doing masks, we're probably only living there for about two songs, and then we're done. <laughs> we got to breathe. Oh, come on. You can't hang with the masks. Look at what Corey Taylor and Slipknot and those guys go through with the masks. Uh, you know what? You're right, actually. We have to, we have to, we have to make a point and play with the, with the masks on. I know Britain's <laughs> a big, big Slipknot fan. I know he'd be happy to do it. Hey, maybe that's oh, a, yeah. that's an idea for you to dress up like the, the guys in Slipknot. Dude, we've talked about doing a psychosocial cover for years. Oh, that <laughs> would be just, sick. We've never actually done it. But yeah, we, we love Slipknot so much, man. That's the... That's the dream tour for us is is, uh, is a tour with those guys. But you know, hopefully, hopefully the next couple of years bring that about. But uh, yeah, man, we'll. Uh, but that's a good idea. That's an expensive outfit, though. Getting those masks, <laughs> like we've looked at, we've looked them up online, and they're not cheap. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> maybe get like maybe work out some deal, like you know, rent to own or something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, just curious, out of all the uh, the slashers, you know, the classic ones, like the Jason and the Michael and the Freddy Krueger, do you have a favorite? Do you get into to this time of year in the horror movies and stuff? Uh, I, I do to to an extent. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily watch a lot of scary movies, uh, but I do remember seeing the first Halloween, like the one from the 70s, and just being scared out of my mind. So I think because Michael Myers is the scariest guy to me, that's probably going to be my favorite. Yeah. Uh, and I watched all the remakes, and those were... Those are pretty sick too but the, the original 70s uh 
Halloween is a, it's got a special place for me. Yeah, it scares the hell out of me too, man. It was just so much creepier. Yeah. It, you know, I was. It, it, it was just it, because it because it wasn't necessarily very supernatural, and it was just like, hey, this guy is a psycho, and he broke out of a psych ward, and now he's trying to kill. Like, right. It's just so scary. It's so scary. Yeah, it wasn't like a guy in a hockey mask that kept coming back to life, or another guy that was burned up and had a you know hand with button knives on it. Like, no, just a crazy yeah. guy. Just a crazy guy that exactly. could actually yeah, be out there. Straight up crazy guy with a. <laughs> Plain white mask is the scariest thing in the world to me. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of uh, being a fan of things, are, do you get into sports this time of year? Fantasy football, Dolphins fan, baseball fan, anything like that? Uh, I am probably the one in the band that is the least into sports. I do enjoy them. Uh, I do love the Gators being from Florida. Um, but I am not the guy that can name off players' names. I can tell you that Chris, our bass player, is – the biggest Dolphins fan in the world, probably to a fault, just because of the Dolphins being the Dolphins. But, uh, yeah, um, Seth is a big baseball guy, big Braves fan. Uh, I uh, Actually, hockey is probably the sport that I would get into the most, and the season just started. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't have any fantasy teams or anything. Hockey is a good one, though, because I love going to those games because they always play, like, rock and metal, like, in between, you know, periods yeah, and dude, breaks like, and everything. I, I went to my first hockey game, like, two years ago. Uh, it was a Bolts game down in Tampa. And uh, I had never, like, understood hockey, like, in the hype behind it until I went to a game. And then I was like, dude, this is the best sport ever. Like, they can fight. This yeah. Is sick. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, the Bolts are my guys. And then uh, I just moved to Nashville two years ago, so I'm an honorary Preds fan as well. Oh, nice. I was just there uh, a week or so ago, and, man, I, I was just saying to some friends, like, Broadway is incredible. Like, it puts Vegas <laughs> to shame, I think. I really do think it puts it, Vegas to shame. It is. It's, I mean, we call it we call it Nash Vegas. Uh, <laughs> it's cool, man. It's, um, you know, once you live there, you don't go as much. You know, it's the, it's the thing that you do when all your, your friends or family right. come to town and they want to hang out and visit. You go to Broadway, but... Um, dude, it, it, it's it's really something, man. Like I remember the first time I went down Broadway, and I was just like, "This is actually insane." You know, it's just like crazy musicians playing in every bar, and uh, yeah, um, just like so much, so many bars in general, uh, and street performers and stuff. But yeah, it, it's a lot like Vegas, just a little bit smaller and a little bit more southern. So. That's, it's more my speed for sure. It's like Vegas meets New Orleans, or something like that. Yeah, but without it, the voodoo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> I, I wonder how that I was trying to figure out. Like, do they pay? It would be like a five-story building. Like, went to Kid Rock's place down there. Like, that's five yeah. stories, five different bands playing. Like, are they paying all those bands, or are they just walking around with a bucket afterwards, collecting, and that's how they get paid? Yeah, I mean, I I know I think it could be a mix of both. Um, you know, obviously, as a as a national musician, when you're trying to make it. Like, you take any break that you can get, and if you can get an 8 o'clock slot in, like, Whiskey Row, like, the exposure is probably enough to, to pay for that and then the tips. So, uh, I do see quite a few bands that run around with tip buckets after they play. So oh, yeah. I think it could very well be a tip-based thing, but uh, maybe if it's, like, more reputable acts or something, they'll throw a guarantee in there or something. But I really don't know how the system works. Um, but I can just imagine that a lot of it is just, like, we got the opportunity to do this, so we're just going to do it and play for tips. Is there a, any roxing going on in, in Nashville? I was surprised. Like, I figured every bar I'd go into, it, it was going to be all country music. But I actually saw a couple, like, cover rock bands, like, just playing rock music, no country music. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there is, like, the the scene that I know the most about probably is kind of like the, the hardcore scene in, uh, in Nashville. There's this band called Chamber from there that's uh, starting to do really well. And, and, uh, and Nashville's, like, a, Nashville's a very strange market for, for rock music. 
in, in, in metal music and that just because like everyone there is like most likely an ex metalhead or, or like rock band, but now that they're all in Nashville, it's like country, country, country. So right. it's not like cool to like rock. So shows are always interesting there because it's like some people like don't want to lose their cool because like they're, you know, Nashville now or whatever. So uh, I really don't know a ton about the rock scene, but I have seen what you're talking about where there's just guys like ripping ACDC and like, you know, Guns N' Roses and stuff and cover bands. So that's, that's cool to see. But I do feel like there's an appreciation for rock and roll in the, in the country realm as well. So yeah. Yeah, we were down at uh, Acme. Yeah, it's called yeah. Acme. Acme and, Feed and Seed. Yeah, yeah. We were down there and, and watched this band do like all 80s and 90s covers. And then they're like, oh, and this guitar player in our band was the original guitar player in the band Berlin back in the day. And oh, wow. He, he was rocking like a, a, a headless guitar. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so 80s, so, but so cool. So much fun. Hey, Cody, I appreciate all the time, man. Always fun rapping with you. Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now just hit the subscribe button. That way you get it sent to you directly. And follow me on social media at MikeZ967. Don't miss the radio show, bro. Wired in the Empire happens every Saturday night at midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks online at KCALFM.com. Adios,